part of Pennsylvania's Clean Slate legislation plan is now law, and the state police are getting a new academy in Hershey. Welcome to the Morning Agenda, WITF's daily news podcast where the only agenda is you. And just a reminder that support comes from the city of Lancaster, helping create a magical holiday season in Lancaster by offering shopping from nearly 150 small businesses to find gifts for friends and family. Find out more details at visitlancastercity.com. A good morning to you. It is Tuesday, December 19th, and this is being recorded at 9.22 a.m. I'm your host, Tim Lambert, as we take this daily trip around the region's top stories together. So let's get started. Pennsylvania's Clean Slate legislation is being expanded to help ensure minor technical violations of a probation sentence do not cause someone to be sent back to jail. Eric Nixon from our friends at WHYY in Philadelphia has more now about this historic law. Senate Bill 838 makes several changes to probation rules, such as requiring mandatory probation review conferences after two years or 50 percent of a probation sentence, whichever is shorter. Philly rapper and co-chair for the Reform Alliance, Meek Mill, joined Governor Shapiro along with other legislators and advocates who pushed this bill's progress. Governor Shapiro says this expansion is progress for all Pennsylvanians. In this commonwealth, I believe everyone should have the freedom to chart their own course and the opportunity to succeed. Now, nine other states have adopted similar legislation, and 1.2 million Pennsylvanians have received a second chance under the earlier Clean Slate Law provisions. The Pennsylvania State Police is building a new academy in Hershey after more than 60 years in their current facility. My colleague Ben Wasserstein reports the new academy will better train cadets for the modern world. Since 1960, the academy has produced troopers stationed across the state. But as time went on, the facility started to fall short of what policing now calls for. Governor Josh Shapiro lauded the new academy. We're going beyond what the budget that I signed this past summer calls for in delivering even more for families and improving our criminal justice system. The new facility will cost nearly $388 million and will include indoor and outdoor tactical training villages. A geothermal well system and infrastructure for electric vehicles will emphasize energy efficiency and sustainability. Colonel Christopher Paris says the new facility will help train troopers in the use of force, de-escalation, and managing situations with people dealing with a mental health crisis. Now, the first stage of the academy is set to open in October 2026, and it will be completed two years later. Well, U.S. Steel will be acquired by the Japanese conglomerate Nippon Steel Corporation under a $14.9 billion deal. Our friends at WESA in Pittsburgh are on the story, so we'll start with Doug Shugarts, who has the agreement's details. NSC will pay $55 per share for the Pittsburgh-based company. U.S. Steel CEO David Burrett said in a statement the deal will help NSC meet the growing demand for high-grade steel in the U.S. The sale is expected to close in the second or third quarter of next year and is still subject to approval by U.S. Steel shareholders. The company rejected a $7.25 billion offer from Cleveland Cliffs earlier this year. But that proposal drew strong opposition from an alliance of automakers, including Ford and General Motors, over concerns the merger would give the company near or total control of steel used in the production of traditional cars and electric vehicles. And now we'll go to Julia Zenkovich, who has reaction from the United Steelworkers Union, which represents employees at U.S. Steel. United Steelworkers President David McCall called the deal, quote, greedy and short-sighted. 
Union members would prefer the company remain domestically owned and operated. McCall also alleged that neither U.S. Steel nor NSC reached out to the union to discuss the potential sale in violation of their partnership agreement and questioned whether NSC understood the company's obligation to the union and if it had the capacity to fulfill the union's existing contract. In a press release announcing the sale, NSC said it would honor agreements with the union. Jalen Hurts played better than he looked or likely felt while dealing with an illness, but the fourth quarter will leave Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles feeling a bit sick about their missed opportunity to retake control in the NFC East and keep alive home field advantage for the playoffs. Hurts watched as Drew Locke and the Seattle Seahawks rallied in the final minutes for a 20-17 win over the Eagles that handed Philly a third straight loss. On this Tuesday morning, when I got into the office, I went through about a dozen news sites across central Pennsylvania that I check each and every morning, just looking for a few stories to put on your radar, because they might cover issues that impact you or your community in the future. So here's what you need to know. Authorities say one person was found dead after an early morning explosion and fire at a Lancaster County hotel. It occurred in the heart of the county's Amish-related tourism area. State police say the blast was reported shortly after 2.30 yesterday morning at the Burden Hand Family Inn in Burden Hand. One trooper says first responders reported heavy fire and smoke. Now, a preliminary investigation indicates it appears to be a propane explosion. The name of the person killed wasn't immediately released. The owner tells our sister newsroom, LNP Lancaster Online, that no guests were present since the inn was closed for the week. Mandatory restrictions on water usage that have been in place since September have been lifted in one mid-state county. The York Dispatch reports the York Water Company is still asking customers to voluntarily conserve water since the region is in a rainfall deficit of more than 15 inches for 2023. The company's main reservoir is Lake Redmond, which was down as much as seven and a half feet in early September. But so far this month, the area has received about 3.4 inches of rain. Add the intake from the Susquehanna River and conservation by customers, and the reservoir has returned to full. Just a reminder that The Morning Agenda is available anywhere you find your favorite podcast and on WITF's YouTube channel. And we hope that you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. And now is the time to let me know what is the one song you are thinking about today. What's your favorite song of the day? Reach out to me on Twitter or Blue Sky. I'm at TLambert895 in both of those places. And then you can check out our Spotify playlist. It's called The Morning Agenda Song of the Day, December 2023. And you can give that a like as well. And you'll find my song of the day today. I'm going with Christmas songs for the three days I'm hosting The Morning Agenda this week. So my second Christmas song of the week is The Kinks' Father Christmas. And yes, I did say the first three editions of The Morning Agenda this week because I will be off for the rest of the year after tomorrow. Randy Parker will be your host on Thursday and Friday. And then The Morning Agenda is going to take a week off between Christmas and New Year's. But don't fret, we'll be back on January 2nd. Support for The Morning Agenda comes from the City of Lancaster, helping create a magical holiday season in the city by offering shopping from nearly 150 small businesses to find gifts for friends and family. You can check out the details at visitlancastercity.com. That's visitlancastercity.com. 
And that is going to do it for the Morning Agenda today. It's a daily news podcast from WITF where the only agenda is you. I'm your host, Tim Lambert. Thank you so much for listening today. Your company is always appreciated. So be well, enjoy the rest of the day, and we will talk again tomorrow.